Hi, everybody. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Use Guys in That podcast. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, agorasnexus.com. Please feel free to go check out the website. They have awesome products, including uh, a lot of listings. Uh, and us truly, uh, Sal the Agorist, Rabbit Hole Trading Company, Agoras, Alberta Bo uh, Botanicals, and the Satoshi Revolution by Wendy McElroy, and Road to Autonomy eZine, which now has a podcast, and Agoras Nexus has its own podcast. And they also have a listing for uh, our guest that's with us today, uh, Mr. Jeremiah Harding, who has been on our show quite a few times, and I consider him a friend of the show, a friend of the host. Jeremiah, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. No problem. Always, always happy to make some somebody's audience sad for the moment. That's pretty <laughs> much what my content is. Uh, well, we appreciate it. Uh, I want to get into something that um, I, I, it was brought to my attention. You know how you get tagged in a lot of posts. And sometimes you kind of ignore it. And I saw that the used guys were tagged in a post and I didn't pay much attention to it until you said something. And I was like, okay, I, I, I pay attention to what you post. So I went and looked and then here it is. Uh, for those of you, I've spoken and I'm quite embarrassed that I've spoken highly of this individual's book, A Renegade History of the United States. I, I, I read it, I've recommended it to people. And now, uh, you know, I look like a schmuck. Uh, Mr. Thaddeus, Professor, excuse me, Thaddeus Russell, said um, in a tweet, uh, quote, it depends, of course, but I've known many people, women and men, who had sex with adults when they were 13 and never regretted it. Should those adults in those situations be locked up? Now, there was a pretty good pile on on there. And, you know, I, you know, we, we, I, some of the group never even followed him. I had done follow him once I saw that because it's quite frankly disgusting. And I know that you have done a lot to go at least raise exposure and if not directly go after individuals who, um, I guess, uh, uh, defend this sort of behavior. And I wanted to get your take on the entire situation and share it with the audience if you wouldn't mind. Well, I think context is important here because it makes it worse. So let's read the first tweet in that thread. Why don't you bring that back up again? Because the first tweet is like, I think the most important part of this because it colors the rest of it. So Lee asks, honest question, a 13 year old girl needs help with her math homework. Her 40 year old teacher who find, she finds herself attracted to agrees to tutor her in exchange for consensual sex mm -hmm. he puts that in quotes because yep. he knows it's bullshit and there's no such thing in right. your view is this ethical so thaddeus then says about this situation where it's obvious exploitation in exchange for grades it depends of course right how far like anybody else with, with the exception of people who ascribe to his very unpopular school of thought would say that's fucked we shouldn't do that mm -hmm. he says it depends of course and so he's bringing up some sort of socratic bullshit fucking seminar and like it's not that it's a situation of clear-cut exploitation a 13 year old girl does not know that she's supposed to seek people better than that a 13 year old boy the same right because it's fun like even even ardent people in this circle who go against this sort of thing oftentimes say hey if it's a dude he just you know high fives all the way around hey i'd i'd feel lucky you know blah 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 mm -hmm. um and and that's why that's why 
you get such headlines as like uh, fucking teacher is is fired after having sex with or ha- fired after sexual contact with rather than fired after raping rather mm-hmm. than right. like you know she would be like if she was a he and if the victim was a she so there is there is that component but like this is even the the most obvious case in most people's eyes and uh and he still chose to go along with it uh and, and let me let me be clear uh this is all related and the reason the question was brought up to things that he's been saying for years he wrote this daily beast article um in support of roman polanski and, oh, wow. and i'm not yeah and like that's and, and apparently he had been making these arguments the same arguments in this roman polanski defense article um in the classroom he he was he was a professor in a classroom a real classroom not his bullshit renegade university which isn't a university just like prager you uh you know in an actual classroom he was asking people uh what their justifications were and playing around with the idea that there weren't any um and he made the same points in this polanski article i think I think it's valuable to, to look at the full context of, um, of of when somebody makes a claim like this. And he's been making this claim for years. It's not new. It's not like, you know, it's recent. Now, I wasn't aware of this until maybe five months ago. Somebody sent me a thing. I forget exactly what the thing was, but it was like, hey, maybe look into Thaddeus Russell. He's talked some pedo shit. I think it might have been one of my longtime sponsors, actually. Uh, Finian Cornelson at, at uh, Liberty Professionals. He's always fucking uh, against pedophiles because he has kids and he doesn't want to see them get hurt, mm-hmm. strangely enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I think he might have been the one to send me that. Uh, so shout out to him if, 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 he's, uh, if, if he's listening to this. But <laughs> this is the way the article starts. When I taught introduction to american studies at barnard college i asked my students a question that made me enemy professor number nine on the conservative free republic website roman polanski's recent arrest reminded me of the public condemnation i received for asking that question who is too young to have sex with an adult One of the most significant but overlooked facts of the Polanski case is that the Los Angeles district attorney quickly dropped the original rape charge, but insisted that Polanski plead guilty to unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor, a violation of California's age of consent law. Whether Polanski actually forced the girl into sex is still an open question. She has announced that she said no, but has also asked for the case to be dismissed. Yet it is significant that for 31 years, prosecutors have pursued Polanski across the globe to bring him to justice for only one crime, having sex with someone that the state deems to be too young. Were Polanski to have consensual sex today with a 13-year-old girl in Japan, South Korea, or Spain, it'd be perfectly legal according to those countries' codes. In more than 30 other countries, including Austria, Italy, and Liechtenstein, the age of consent is 14. So, 
he then goes on to basically snow the action, snow the fact that she has said she said no, and snow all of the information that was available because perhaps my being a young male professor in a room of female undergraduates made the question especially provocative, but I felt that I was onto something that illuminated what I believe to be one of the core cultural assumptions of the Americans. Sex is like walking in traffic or playing with knives, activities we aggressively coerce children not to do. In American culture, to tell a child about the pleasures of sex is equivalent to discussing the thrill of dodging oncoming cars or handling a meat cleaver. In our sex education lectures, public service announcements, relatively high age of consent laws, and most importantly in our silences, we tell children only that sex is dangerous. When I tried to push my students to understand that there were Puritans at work underneath the consciousness of their minds, as I believe there are in the minds of the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office, the 13 states, including California, that place the legal age of consent at 18 are in a small minority among the world's sovereignties. Only Tunisia's is higher at 20. His entire argument is anti-libertarian because his entire argument relies on saying, this is what a bunch of governments think. Yep. Let's support that. It's not an ethical claim. Right. There's nothing to it that claims anything ethical. Hmm. The only thing that it is, is all these other places do it. And I'm going to claim that there's no sexual harm. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like if you, if, all of us here can imagine like thinking back to that age. I mean, obviously like your horm hormones are like raging and you're obviously sexually attracted to other people your own age. And, you know, I know it's not under the, um, you know, not abnormal for like a 13 year old to have sex with another 13 year old or a 14, 15, whatever, you know, um, and on down the list. I mean, some people do it later, some people do it earlier, but it's usually with somebody who is within their age group or maybe one to two years older than them and that's normal but even then sometimes like that person's still being taken advantage of even if the person's like two or three years older than the other person you know and i just i don't think people think a lot about that of course you know if you use the ice cream or candy argument children 13 14 whatever love ice cream love chocolate but is it okay for them to overindulge it and, mm. and eat it all the time and 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 get sick from it mm. like i mean you have to think about that for a second like you're of course you know everybody wants to come you know what i mean like it come on i i don't get it i don't get why it's okay to say that they can have sex when it, with an adult when it's clearly not okay that adult is so much more advanced in their mind than that child and later on in life that child's going to regret it well and and this is the thing you bring that up he has this answer to that um he says or well th this was brought up in in this in in this most recent video where where i gotta say it's real interesting to watch two adults faces light up when they're talking about adult child sex, they fucking glowed when they started to, hey, 
let's bring up the concept of adult child sex. And then they both smiled widely and started laughing and chortling among themselves. It doesn't give off creepy vibes at all. No, no. <laughs> not at all. Not in the slightest. So th- there's like, ah, <sighs> man. Uh, there have been me- uh, studies that have shown I think that there have been many studies that I think a majority of so-called victims of child sex abuse basically felt bad mostly by the fact that they enjoyed it. That's interesting. There's a huge amount of guilt about having enjoyed it, having enjoyed it, having wanted it in some way. This is this is a conversation between two adults. And then this was in December, I think. Let me make absolute. Yeah, December 5th, last year. So then they go on to make these ridiculous claims. Uh, <laughs> which again, so that tells me what I mean. Society tells me, tells us 24-7 that this is the worst thing that you can do, right? This is the worst thing. I mean, being a Nazi is better than this. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, what do mass murderers do in prison? They kill the pedophiles. That's right. right. This is this is considered like an appeal to ridicule in any other circle. Agreed. But suddenly, because they're talking about this, like they didn't need to list the studies, the alleged studies. He didn't list any sources in his description. No sources were listed. There was a, a, a listing for Headspace, for Renegade University. There was unregistered underground.com libertarian party of king county um <laughs> use that as a reference no it's like these are just like his promo links oh you know, okay like yeah. what the all these in all these things financially supported this message um 25 off the cbd products at paloma verde store so he didn't he included all these links but not one of them to any fucking study much less many studies that confirm what he's saying he just wanted people to skate by that and accept that there were all these studies mm-hmm. um and just because there's a study by the way it doesn't mean that something is true right and the idea that you can just throw out the word study without citing studies mm-hmm. and that even if you cite studies you're somehow not possibly wrong because all studies are correct is fucking stupid Mm -hmm. absolutely Absolutely. like i i I had this conversation with somebody i'm not going to mention who they they were they they admitted it was like untrue i'm not going to drag their name through the mud but Mm -hmm. they 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 legitimately thought that uh transgenderism was the result of um like trauma and that people weren't actually born that way that it was conditioned and when i asked them for a study because they said studies show they showed me the study that they said claim that they said proved this and like it was related to a diagram right uh that that they had been spreading quite Mm -hmm. a lot i looked up the study the original paper now rescinded it totally retracted it and issued an apology in the journal 
and it's no longer accepted on its, you know, uh, NCB, NCBM, I think it is, uh, NCBMH, I forget exactly what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll find the fucking actual acronym. Uh, <laughs> NCBI, uh, dot nlm dot nih nih dot gov site uh they 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 no longer uh accept the results and they said that it had bad methodology that the the methodology didn't meet out the conclusions and that they were sorry for having put it out that's basically what they said studies don't automatically prove things right the fact that a study is there doesn't mean that uh, another future study has to be done yeah right like Like, that's how it you know i mean they they redo whatever study it is it could be that study it could be a more um you know scientific one involving medicine or rats for you know yeah new evidence right there's new evidence that comes forward that completely negates the original study and you have to update you have to like keep in order for it to to be semi because you can't really say 100 percent proven in science so like in order for it to be considered somewhat truthful you have to replicate those results over and over and over again mm-hmm. in various studies in order to yeah. prove it and, and of right. course like they didn't link any studies like at least if they had linked some studies i could have went and looked at those and been mm-hmm. like hmm maybe i'm wrong about pedophiles <laughs> right they didn't link any of those <laughs> You know, they didn't yeah. link shit. They just wanted people to believe their chortling, gigglish asses. <laughs> and so, like, l- let me, let me, let me bring up another example from an interesting uh, YouTube channel I watch. Please, um, quantum gravity research is bringing up uh, what they claim to be a unifying theory of quantum physics. And what they say is that a lot of the previous quantum physicists got a, uh, got enough wrong that it throws off a lot of the calculations that have been based on what they said, that they weren't complete, that they weren't adequate. And they claim that their D8 crystal theory theory, um, is what truly explains the nature of the universe. I recommend watching that because it's a fucking mind blow. But part of what they do that I thought was, was good, um, because I think the scientific community takes themselves way too seriously in their public masturbation sessions <coughs> fauci mm-hmm. um like generally speaking um what they did was they 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 sort of mocked people like einstein and a variety of other people um with 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 these caricature cartoons sort of pointing out that it's okay to disagree with these people um it's okay to disagree with entrenched science anyway um and that if you want the truth you might have to move past people's previous understanding of things um and and they they went on to basically go over the fact that we don't live in a deterministic world which which they uh, claimed to have proven by the uh, double slit experiment and the the world itself is a pixelated world of the same essential type of particle that's constantly uh, in flux with itself mm-hmm. uh, referencing the past present and future uh in 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 what amounts to a, a geometric superposition and i think that's super interesting but it's something that never would have been even considered had these people not challenged previous theories and done new math 
Mm -hmm. um, the idea that just because a study exists, you can blithely put that that out there is so fucking dumb and like anti-science, anti-university, anti-reason. Mm -hmm. um, and it's certainly anti-libertarian because a lot of these studies are funded by the government. So then you get into the trappings of, well, of course, they might want to make it seem like it's OK. So like they didn't cite any of them. So I can't even attack their sources. I can't go after any of it because they didn't put any of it up. Yeah. And what's funny is that this is how it is a ton of times. I, I've asked so many pedo apologists for their fucking studies, for their fucking data, mm -hmm. for their fucking information. And they just say, there are studies. <laughs> Where? I mean, maybe you can find a few that corroborate your claims according to your desires. But like, I've talked to these people and a decent amount of times theirs are retracted too. Because it was based on trying to essentially prove the conclusion rather than test it. So I don't even know what they're talking about because they didn't state what they were talking about. This isn't a university. It was never a university. It was propaganda. And when when people challenged him on this, um, the, the reason I, I revisited this and the reason I knew what to talk about initially Credit to Bob Murphy, Robert Murphy, a guy who works on Contra Krugman with uh, Tom Woods. Mm -hmm. um, he was very vocal about the Thaddeus Russell situation and sort of popped it back into my mind as something that I needed to go after. Um, and I did that. I went after it um, because... <laughs> It just gives me the perfect emotional response to see two adults uh, laughing and smiling about fucking children and the guilt they feel for having liked it. It's just so fucking grand. Mm -hmm. um, and that's ultimately like the crux of the entire point that they were making. The rest of it is filler. Nah, these kids ain't victims. They weren't Hoyt. They just, they just felt guilty about liking it. I'm sure a lot of the children actually feel taken advantage of and when they realize it, because you don't realize it at that age, like not that some children can't, but you don't realize it until you're older. And I mean, you could even be like an 18 year old and dating somebody, you know, five or six years older than you. And that person can take advantage of you, you know, um, and I know I know people that it's happened to, mm -hmm. you know, and they feel like they were taken advantage of and then they realize the hurt and the pain after the fact, many years after the fact, when they actually take the time to sit down and think about it. And mm -hmm. the majority of the time, I'm sure that that's what happens. Well, and you want to bring that up. I have an odd take here that normally gets me some flack, but I think like 22 is a good floor. Uh, in this regard, it's not because, you know, sex is as dangerous as playing with a meat cleaver or running in front of cars. It's because the long term effects of making decisions like this, especially procreative ones that have the potential to invest life into a person, mm -hmm. um, 
or that have the potential to begin to rig their 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 hormones uh, in in the favor of people who were taking advantage of them while they, while they were developing rather than when they were fully developed. Um, those, the general thing here is the prefrontal cortex does not finish developing until much later. The prefrontal cortex is necessary for rational decision-making. So while for instance, cause this is, this was brought up multiple times during that uh, fiasco recently, which by the way, he's no longer losing followers. He's up followers now. Um, this situation basically didn't affect him at all. It uh -huh. amounted to free advertising. Um, the, the fucking situation, uh, he, he basically compared it, to, compared it to securing a job. Well, it's not the same thing at all, because in this particular case, the, the things being taken advantage of are the basic things that form the circuits for the rest of your decision making. Evolutionarily speaking, these circuits are built for the purpose of advancing the human race. Mm -hmm. And when you turn them into nothing but pleasure circuits, it turns it into hedonism. And you're no longer seeking a greater place in life because you've already achieved it. You're already with this guy. So there's no purpose in, in getting drive. There's no purpose in developing your brain as much as it could by the process of rigorous thinking, developing plasticity, developing uh, your, your, your critical reasoning skills. Uh, none of those are necessary because you've already achieved it in puberty. It's rigging those emotions to basically be like, before you get your rational reasoning center, we're going to use your irrational body and your irrational mind as a fuck toy. Yeah. I don't know how libertarians can defend this. And so I assume people who do are not libertarians. I think that's a safe assumption. Here's a question for you. What if we change the wording of this and said, well, I'm sure that uh, some uh, boys were taken advantage of and had sex with Catholic priests, uh, but I'm sure some of the boys enjoyed it because they were homosexual anyway. What if right. we changed that? People would be out of their fucking mind, rightfully so, from hearing such a flaming pile of horseshit statement. When they were, when Miley Yiannopoulos broached it. True. He, he, he pulled that shit. He said, like, you know, oh, we were already sucking dick at that age. Mm-hmm. And, and recently, a bunch of libertarians defended um, that particular sort of language re regarding a 15-year-old as well. So, you know, I, I feel like I feel like it's 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 like a, a broken record. You know, it's skipping. It's it's always on the same part of the record. Like, it, so I mean that. But like, even there, Catholic priests are not that bad. Compared to the public school system, compared to the amount of women that teach young boys and take advantage of the fact that they want to fuck everything, including the grapefruit in the fridge, um, they take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. And 
they 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 use their their their, their feminine wiles to seduce and and work their way through the labyrinthian process of getting a 13 year old off it's not that difficult and they know it which is why they're going for that instead of somebody closer to their own age yeah yeah that's a good point another thing that uh, i've discovered while this is happening is um i've come off of a uh, my own cross and i've stopped uh, criticizing in fact i've apologized for criticizing a narco-communist because my initial understanding was completely wrong um not that i necessarily have to agree with everything that they believe in but i have more in common with them than i don't have in common with them right and when this went down even ancoms are like what the fuck are you talking about like like this is unacceptable behavior and if if, if i can agree with them on that then clearly one of us uh, or excuse me there's two of us that are right and one of us that's wrong but why why the double down why the doubling down on this is it because he doesn't want to be wrong is it ego or is it do we genuinely have a a, a pedophile on our hands who really thinks that there's nothing wrong with this behavior well he might not be one even if he thinks there's nothing wrong maybe mm-hmm. i kind of doubt it <laughs> But he's been saying this for so long that it's no longer about shock value. Um, and 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 it's not new. It's been going on for like a decade at least. Um, I, I if if I understand the situation correctly, so I can't give him that benefit of that doubt personally. Sure. Um, you know, I understand if somebody else wants to, especially if they buy his shit. <laughs> <laughs> if they're financially invested, if they subscribe to his university courses, which aren't university courses, if they do all of that, um, then maybe they wouldn't want to think that they made a poor investment. But hey, you know, I mean, uh, you guys and I, and, and I both have podcasts. So if you uh, decide to unsubscribe from his uh, monetary lists, you can subscribe to ours uh, <laughs> and get like anti-pedophile content. Uh, just a, a hint, hint. But either way, the point is that, like, the entire notion here is that he's got an entrenched audience. And he didn't just double down. That's an underestimation. He exponentially, magnitudinally fucked his dick into this dirt. He is willing to die on this hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, and, and, like, he didn't die either. Like, that's the thing. He's, yeah. he's more alive than ever. He's got more followers than ever. He has, last time I checked, uh, like a, at least 50 more followers than what he started with before that particular controversy started. He, he went from, from, from negatives sloping downward to poop. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I, I... <laughs> so now there's 50 new pedophiles, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, or people that actually weren't like privy to the situation and saw a bunch of tweets that he wasn't making on that particular subject and thought, Hey, I'll join this guy because I don't know anything about him. Like there's always fresh meat. You yeah. Know? True. That's true. And you know, he never, I don't know why, like he, he gets a lot of, like he gets a lot of street cred, I guess, or cred in the community because he's been plugged by, he's been on Rogan before Michael Malice has talked extensively about how powerful his book is. So I guess 
in a way, okay, I understand why he's he's popular in, in the community, but at the same time, he has never come out and and said, no, I'm, I'm an anarchist, or I haven't heard him, definitely, I've definitely not heard him say that. I've also heard him say, or not, I haven't heard him say personally that he identifies as a libertarian, whether it's a lowercase or uppercase, I'm not sure which way you want to go with that. So I still don't know, and he's very... I, I would say he, uh, he's very smug when he's dealing with certain parts of, of, of his audience. Is it, I mean, I understand he has a PhD, but just because you completed the courses doesn't mean that you're the smartest person in the world or that has ever existed. And sometimes I get that air of arrogance from him. Not that I have to worry about it anymore because I don't follow trash like that. And, but still, I don't know what your take is on that, like why he, why he is so popular in the community. He's popular because he already was a PhD. And because when somebody can say they have a PhD on who agrees with them, that's all they need. So once they have them on, like, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter whether they say anything negative in the future. Most people who have him on won't want that SEO to make them look bad. So right. they'll just keep going as though nothing happened you know mm -hmm. like it's the same equivalent of like i have studies that show <laughs> like yeah. i have a phd that agrees with me right i actually posted something in january and i don't remember why i said this but i said studies show this dick in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> so what i said about that was a lot of big accounts and this was on july 2nd a lot of big accounts aren't calling out Thaddeus Russell because they had him on their show already or because they don't want to blow the chance. A lot of smaller accounts are quiet because they either support his what if the child consents message or don't want the smoke. Yeah, well said. And uh, I, uh, I, I, I don't think I would ever have that guy on my show, even if he uh, paid for a spot, to be honest with you. I, there's just no, no justification of giving somebody like that mm -hmm. a platform to spread that kind of horrific message. And, you know, I know it's an old, an, you know, an old hat, you know, to wear when people say, oh, well, you know, the reason why I, I, I'm against this is because I have kids. You know, I, I'm a dad too, you know, but yeah. I don't think you need to be a father, a mother, an uncle or an aunt to not want children to get hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that people are like, well, of course you feel that way because you're a parent. And it's like, but even if I wasn't, I don't fucking like it when kids get hurt. And I don't think, I think that's, there's nothing noble about saying that. You don't get a gold medal for I saying that's that. A, I think that's a shitty argument. Like, oh, you want kids to get hurt. You don't want kids to get hurt because you're a parent. It's like, well, no, why do you want kids? You don't, you're like, I'm reiterating what you already said. Like, I just think that that's, who says shit like that? Do people actually say that? <laughs> An asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's he says shit like that. I, I mean, I'm I just, I'm just curious. I don't, I don't have kids, and I don't want children to get hurt. Like, no, right. absolutely. It's like, not. It, it, it's like the argument that nobody's fucking making. Like, it, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. It's well, <laughs> well all you need to do really is listen to Sonic. Got a poster back there from a donor. Uh, you got to listen <laughs> to him when he says, you know, if somebody tries to touch you in a place or in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, get out of there. That's no good. Yeah. That's sound advice. Absolutely. Never be advice. afraid to say anything to anybody. Yeah. I, uh, Jeremiah, I've talked about uh, this before with you and where I break and it with the, with the non-aggression principle, I guess, is when, you know, it comes to the discussion of what to do with people 
who have hurt children. And I'm not going to say what that is, but it, it involves certain things that, uh, you know, may, you know, guarantees that they don't do it again. Because I, like you said before, even mass murderers, when they go to the, to the clink, they kill the oh. pedophiles in jail. That was me quoting them talking about that as though that's a bad thing. Ah, uh, okay. They were mocking that notion. Oh, oh, okay. Now I understand. Got it. Well, yeah. So, and 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 you know, here's where here's where the NAP gets its saving grace. The word aggression comes from agridi to move against, mm -hmm. and what that basically means is that aggression itself is moving against somebody's rightly held boundaries. Obviously, aggression wouldn't be moving against them if they stole or if they are trespassing against mm -hmm. somebody's property. So aggression has to be the first act. It has to be the initiation, which means that if they initiate that aggressive act, if they are uh, having sexual contact with uh, a kid that can't consent because they can't, none mm -hmm. of them can, um, if, if they're doing that, then they've already violated the non-aggression principle. And they're leaving themselves up to the mercy of those who support the idea that aggression should be opposed. Uh, now, non-aggression principle advocacy includes pacifism, but my approach ain't pacifist. So, right. I mean, even by the non-aggression principles token, you would be well within your liberty to redact it. <laughs> well said well said and i and i i completely agree and that was an excellent ex explanation i wanted to get your take on something else that's non-related to the harming of children if you don't mind uh there was a, an incident a couple of months ago i'm going to leave the individual's name out of it who went after a mutual friend of ours uh sal the agorist about um you know how uh agorism was an, an ineffective tool uh, which I think is kind of ridiculous, but even uh, the left anarchists are starting to catch on because this one account, and I retweeted it because Sal retweeted it, it says right-wing anarchists went from, quote, don't work within the state to change it, you Lulbert statist, end quote, to, quote, we need to use the state to benefit our needs because we don't live in Ancapistan, you Lulbert, in like six months, and they don't see a single drop of irony with this. Did something happen where some of these people have decided, well, we're not where we should be, therefore we should go out and vote and, you know, participate and do all of this ridiculous nonsense, which I thought was one of the unifying principles across the bottom part of the spectrum, that we all agree that this is, you know, it, it, you can't participate in this because it, it's, first of all, it, it doesn't affect change whatsoever. And secondly, you know, with counter-economics, counter-economics is a great subversion of the state, and it's an effective, uh, an effective tool to liberate the individual. What is your take on that? Do you feel that that is an accurate statement, or do you feel that, that it's overblown? Let me bring up a thing that I, that I read occasionally, because I think this could answer your question rather effectively. And by the way, it's allergy season, not cocaine season. I'm just <laughs> fucking mucilaginous. That's what this is. Um, I am clean and sober, so just so you know, that's that's why I'm making those nose sounds. There's fucking flowers everywhere, so um, <laughs> which I like. You know, I like the fact that I live in a place that's not fucking dead. I used yeah, to sure. grow up in the Southern California desert, and now I have rivers near me. Like it's fucking great, but my nose and sinuses are not happy with it. 
No. So, um, with that being said, uh, let me bring up something. You want to talk agorism. Uh, the sort of founding document uh, of, of agorism, the New Libertarian Manifesto, mm-hmm. included within, within it these words. The state's higher circles were not about to yield their plunder and restore property to their victims at the first sign of opposition. The first counter attack came from anti-principles already planted by the corrupt intellectual caste. Defeatism, retreatism, minarchy, collaborationism, gradualism, monocentrism, and reformism, including accepting state office to improve statism. All of these anti-principles, deviations, heresies, self-destructive, contradictory tenets, etc., will be dealt with later. Worst of all is partyarchy, the anti-concept of pushing libertarian ends through statist means, especially political parties. A libertarian party was the second counterattack of the state unleashed on the fledgling libertarians, first as a ludicrous oxymoron, and then as an invading army. The third counterattack was an attempt by one of the 10 richest capitalists in the U.S. to buy the major libertarian institutions, not just the party, and run the movement as other plutocrats run all the other political parties in capitalist states. The degree of success those statist counterattacks had in corrupting libertarianism led to a splintering of the movement's left and the despairing paralyzation of others as disillusionment grew with libertarianism the disillusion sought answers to this new problem. The state within as well as the state without, how do we avoid being used by the state and its power elite? That is, they asked, how can we avoid deviations from the path of liberty when we know there are more than one? The market has many paths to production and consumption of a product and none are perfectly predictable. So even if one tells us how to get from here to there, statism to liberty, How do we know that that's the best way? Already some are dredging up the old strategies of movements long dead with other goals. New paths are indeed being offered back to the state. Betrayal inadvertent or plan continues. It need not. This was written a fuck long time ago. The guy's dead now. Yeah. (laughs) People aren't willing to learn. Nope. Mm -mm. The end. Okay, so... I went on a, a channel called Break the Rules, who has since not followed me on my new account, hint, hint, Jeremiah EXE, and they haven't uh, invited me back on their show because the, the first thing I did when I came on, the show was called Libertarian Slugfest, okay? And I was invited on to ask some question, uh, questions about the Libertarian Party. I, I'd just gotten back in from my workout. I was all super caffeinated from a pre-workout and a bunch of all other <laughs> bullshit. You're fired like up. I, yeah, I mean, sort of like I am today. Like, I'm, I'm in a supermanic phase right now. Like, I'm bipolar. I fuck shit up in this mode. Um, so, I, like, and, and I've, I have, so I normally get, like, whatever's cheap at, at grocery outlet in terms of pre-workout and supplements and shit. And the only protein powder they had has caffeine in it. So I had to get that and I have to sort of adjust my workout schedule now so that I'm fucking not caffeinated past uh, when I normally try to stop. But the general idea is I come on this show and I'm irritated and caffeinated because 
it's called Slugfest, but as soon as I get on, everybody's jacking each other off. It, it, like, oh, yes, we're all so great because we have podcasts. Let me name drop a bunch of people about their podcasts. Let me have all the, the these 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 names fall out of my mouth as though that's a substitute for substance. Talk about the fact that we're all doing such great things with our podcasts. Our podcasts are fantastic. Even <laughs> Spike Cohen, who is, by the way, actually named Jeremy, um, even Spike Cohen uh, gets gets a name drop, and he's in the call for having you know had a podcast, and that's how he got his start. <laughs> Everybody has a podcast, and we're all podcasting. Aren't podcasts great? Nobody <laughs> was actually asking fucking questions about libertarianism, about the party when I showed up. Now I don't know much of what was happening before because honestly, I didn't give a fuck at that particular point. Spike was about to leave and I was asked to, to ask one of my questions because I'm an anti-party arc and he knew that. Um, so my question is, how much influence does the Coctopus still have? And I called it the Coctopus because I think that's funnier. Yeah. Um, they, they, they felt the need to correct me, even though like it, it's, it's hilarious how many of these people say the left can't meme when fucking a, a small joke that mis mispronounces a word gets their <laughs> fucking cock in a twist. Um, but I asked them how much influence the Coctopus still has. The Coctopus, which is referenced in this book, by the way, uh, this book is pretty good if you want to get a feeling for how libertarian politics have been working. Um, the Coctopus being the Coke brothers and now just one of them because the other one bit the croak. Uh, the general influence of big money on conservative politics and the fact that libertarianism was co-opted by that money by the people funding the message i asked him spike cohen how much that still influences because it demonstrably influenced them in the past instead of answering my question he had the audacity to use basement jokes and talk about how his time was precious and say, oh, well, you know, I haven't taken any Coke money. Where's this Coke money? I'd love to see this Coke money you keep talking about and all this bullshit. And so I brought up fact, and, and, and it's a fact that, uh, that, that, that Gary Johnson and the mainstream libertarian thrust has been rejecting the non-aggression principle has been rejecting fundamental libertarian principles such as it. And he had no response for that. His response for, was that, well, I'm the vice presidential nominee now, and Jorgensen is the presidential nominee now. And I guess that means Gary Johnson wasn't. I guess that means only he speaks for it. And this is just the libertarian party selling out. Mm -hmm. um, like, it, it really did. Because it doesn't matter how pretentious he is. It doesn't matter how... Uh, toxic he is to the actual message of libertarianism what matters is that he like gives off the vibes of a libertarian enough to be invited on podcasts talk about how great podcasts are and <laughs> none of the fucking like actual principles matter um i was in a, a a clubhouse call not too long ago where uh a bunch of libertarian party members were freaking out on either side about the fucking uh, shuffle around that happened recently. Um, and I brought up the fact that uh, maybe we should be focusing on principles and then 
the actual policies and approaches of the people involved would take care of themselves because they'd be principled <laughs> and they thought i was disrupting the meeting <laughs> oh gosh great this is just the libertarian party so take that and then add on a layer of i'm only going to invite conservative guests to my show or guests that aren't anti-conservative guests that don't oppose the conservatives i have on my show mm -hmm. That's the mentality of a significant amount of libertarian podcasts at this point. And it's bad. If your podcast is more concerned with quoting Yarvin than Mises, question whether or not you're a libertarian. You know? That's fair. Curtis Yarvin, Menicus Moldbug, reactionary, neo-reactionary. Conservatives and reactionaries are the same. They, they, they are a reaction to progressive movements that say, we need to go back. There was a time when America was better, and we need to go back. Well, the problem is that America was never fucking great. Not once. And from a libertarian perspective, that should be unfucking contra fucking -versial. But it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not unfucking contra fucking virtual because they like conservatives because they reify their rightism. Mm -hmm. And that's more important to some people than libertarianism is hating the left. I wrote this thing down today. Conservatism and liberalism are both totally subjective phrases which exist on arbitrary points on the same spectrum, no matter who uses them. One thing is for certain, though. Conservatives are well typified by MAGA. That's making America great again. They're reactionaries who think America must return to greatness. The problem with this is that America was never really great on its own. With loans from France and private Dutch money to even win the initial revolution. Then it relied on expansionism, slavery, and genocide to be prosperous. The U.S. was never small gov for a wide many. I, I wrote this in response to uh, somebody posting a clip from Ron Paul saying conservatives just want small government. They want the government out of your lives. But in the same speech uh, in, in this debate, which admittedly, you know, you get a crunch time in debates, you know, mm -hmm. you got to answer quickly. And I like most of what Ron Paul says, but sometimes mm -hmm. I think he tried too hard to appeal to the Republicans because he was running conservative. So he had to say, yeah, you know, all these conservatives, they're just wrong. Conservatism isn't about expansionist policy. Um, conservatism isn't about interfering in your personal lives. It's, you know, it's about small government. But for some reason, we always do these things. And so I, I, I posted this uh, because I wanted to respond to that. Like, this is where I disagree with Ron Paul. I don't think it's reasonable to say conservatives want small government. And maybe instead of saying they were wrong about what conservatism means, they should realize they're right. And that's why he's better than they are. Mm -hmm. Like, the ultimate truth here is that a lot of people would rather, like, oppose the left than the entire state because they feel like they need more numbers 
And instead of getting those by bringing people on board to libertarianism directly, they think a more direct route is either right unity, that being unity with the authoritarian right. Um, that's fascists, by the way, for all of you cucks out there who think fascism is left wing. Uh, they think uh, allying with the authoritarian right is going to solve their problems. Or even some of them think diagonal unity would be best, which is where the bottom right allies with the top left. Um, I propose bottom unity, liberty unities generally, but the, the bottom strip specifically, mm -hmm. because I think that people who want the other stuff, who want to work with authoritarianism, uh, are automatically moving themselves up on the chart. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. And I've been pushing this for a while. I've been saying that people are getting in this space are getting more and more conservative, more and more right wing. Uh, and I've been getting less and less traffic because I'm saying that mm. even as far back as five or six years ago, I was like being mobbed on and called a communist for saying that maybe you shouldn't post memes that celebrate a dictator like Pinochet. Maybe right. you shouldn't make that look like our image. Maybe helicopters shouldn't be the first thing that people see when they talk about libertarianism. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was a CIA plot mm -hmm. working with the Chicago boys that many of these people support um, to install somebody because they were better for the U.S. Because neoliberalism is better for the U.S., and that's why it, it's totally okay with many of these Republican conservative bot libertarians that we're supporting that imagery, that message, that idea, because it's anti-left. Yeah. Now, to I be clear, talk... the... Oh. oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I, I don't want to interrupt you. Go for it. I can remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, I was talking to um, Chris and Jay and our other counterpart, Brian, about this. And when anarchists say oh normies i get kind of like upset about it i'm like i don't think we should just label people normies because then you're further isolating those people away from everybody it's like saying that there's something wrong with them like you're kind of discriminating against them without really even knowing that much about them so essentially what you were kind of saying with the you know the right and the left i just i thought i'd throw that in there well, to be fair, the state is a disease and those people are infected. So if they choose to spread the infection, that is wrong. But, you know, just 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 saying the word like it's oftentimes an excuse to snow the fact that you're in a different circle for poor reasons. Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe you're not a normie for bad reasons. So mm -hmm. but yeah, like so a lot of people and and, and, and like. Let me be clear. Uh, the left has an authoritarian side too, and it's bad. Mm -hmm. North Korea is bad. Stalinism was bad. Leninism was bad. Maoism was bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a leftist in the sense that I support anything left, right? I'm not here to say that the right is the ultimate and only evil. I'm saying authority is, authoritarianism is. Mm -hmm. And when these people have on people who support authoritarianism over those who don't, 
they shouldn't be surprised when authoritarianism thrives because an audience who thinks that suddenly it's a solution to the state to work with them, um, they're not going to move toward a libertarian direction. They're going to say, hey, I'm fine here. I'm doing everything I need to. I am mm-hmm. uh, like Starship Troopers. I'm doing my part. Fucking there's just like no room to breathe in a lot of these discussions. I've gotten blocked by so many people for just making sure that we were still on the same libertarian page because a lot of these people aren't mm-hmm. and they haven't been, you know, I going after one of these pedophiles, I got so much flack because they were already deep in the circles and nobody wanted to believe that such an innocent person named Bunny Riley could possibly be a threat. But they then like years later admitted to wanting to fuck five-year-olds. So maybe people should like temper their expectations and be willing to oppose bad things when they see it. Yeah. And, and, and when I see people supporting people like that's the reason I, I've come out with videos against the idea of the cathedral. Because the cathedral is a reframing of the idea of the state that doesn't account for the right authoritarian aspects of it. It claims that the entire state is secretly, um, you know, including its education systems, its media, everything is secretly just progressives. All of it. And the, the, the people who operate it are always like somehow to the left, even though they're supporting the capital structure, even though they're traditionally definitely right, because they're opposing sort of any sort of alteration to the existing status quo. Um, even though they have been recalcitrant and regressive the whole time, and basically only out of, you know, the need to continue to make money, have they adopted Black Lives Matter or adopted the rainbow aesthetic or any of this. It's still fundamentally the same rightist shit. It's just with a rainbow flag attached. Mm. Biden doing war isn't less bad because he's Biden or because he lets transgender people be open about their 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 their, their assignment or their orientation, it's not better to murder people overseas because you get your identity. Um, but these people, they're pacified by that. Instead of understanding that, like Biden is a shit lib, a liberal. Peter Coffin put out a great video on why liberalism sucks. People should watch it. He's an actual leftist. Um, Liberalism isn't a good thing if it's done by the state. If you can't find a way to work your liberalism with true free market principles, not using the state, it's going to turn into neoliberalism or fascism. And that's exactly what what happened in Pinochet's Chile. It's exactly what's happened in China, where their entire economy has been taken over by the idea of capital accumulation and production. And now they've got strict cultural conformity. They've got work camps. They've got 
a surveillance state that makes ours look mild. They've got uh, rank and file military bullshit. They could seal people into their homes by welding their homes shut when COVID happened. Mm -hmm. They let bodies pile up in morgues. They crush dissent with a social credit score that basically means you can't participate in the economy if you don't do what they say. And the economy is a heavily corporate uh, state-sponsored capitalism. But people on the right libertarian side don't even like to think of capitalism as potentially statist. You have to like really work it in that's, that, that state capitalism exists. I can quote Murray fucking Rothbard as saying this stuff and people with Murray Rothbard profile pictures will argue with me about it. Um, I believe you. And, and, and like, I'm not even exaggerating there. It, it has happened I know. more than once. So like the, the whole, the whole China is a great example of the blinders because it's, it's, it's off, right. It's very off, right. And so is the whole U S government. It's off, right. There are some leftists in some places, but they have basically no sway. And most of them are fake leftists. AOC and the squad, they don't give a fuck about workers. Mm -mm. They don't give a fuck about anybody but them themselves. Yep. They'll, they'll hand gesture to the camera in TikTok videos, <laughs> and they won't actually make any points, but they expect <laughs> you to still support them. They'll not do anything when they can, and they'll <laughs> call people traitors and general mean people and ne'er-do-wells and Russians if they try to force the vote about anything they're supposedly supporting. But they won't actually do anything at the time. They won't do anything because they're, 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 they're there for cushy jobs yep. to be mouthpieces. Um, the state and its status quo are not suppo supported by anything overtly leftist. But these people still get to say that the, that the cathedral should be the term used to replace the state. When Rothbard comes out with anatomy of the state, Albert J. Knox says the state is the problem. And it follows in the tradition of left libertarians who were the first people to call themselves libertarians, by the way. Um, though, when it follows in their tradition of calling the state, you know, capital, the, the, the government that the, the produces, distributes, and, uh, and, and, and supports it, uh, and the media and religious institutions which support all of that, when leftists say that, they get to be evil communists and leftists who should be purged and thrown from helicopters. But when Moldbug says that all of those things are true, but they're the left, and you should call it the cathedral, he gets invited to podcasts. He gets regular viewers to his blog and to his Substack. Mm -hmm. He gets support because a lot of people would rather have that guy. I think that basically says everything you need to know because the current libertarian ethos is being bought by conservatives again. It was originally leftist. It sort of started to trend rightist in America. And then by the 70s, when the party started, partyarchy was immediately co-opted by billionaires. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's happening again. 
it's 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 like you know pop will eat itself ich bin ein auslander it's happening again right mm -hmm. but people don't give a fuck nope. this country overwhelmingly supported by nazism the cia nasa fucking infiltrated into the ranks this country is leftist what and then you get these people sending that two hour long video which i plan to debunk at some point which says hitler was leftist well how about uh nosh defalkneven you know the the night of the long knives why don't we talk about that when all those long knives went into the backs of all the leftists who yep. supported the Nazi regime, Very when true. the Rome purge happened and Ernst Rome was killed. I mean, I don't like the guy. No. Fuck all Nazis, including the leftist ones. But it's not a leftist party after its left wing was hacked off in one fell swoop. It's a very, very good point, And it's oft forgotten. I mean, just yeah. the name Ernst Rome. The only thing they can associate normally with his name is that he was uh, that he was homosexual. Like that was the only thing he had that was that we could talk about was oh he was gay. Yeah, also, and he was a real that the, the 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 socialist portion of National Socialist. He was the socialist portion along with everybody that perished that night. Right, and that socialist element basically got flushed mm -hmm. and replaced by. Uh, a more fascist version of Benito's, Benito Mussolini's more fascist version of Jean Tillet's doctrino de fascism. And, and all of this is rightist. All of it. Mm -hmm. These people are infiltrated immediately afterwards. Operation Paperclip and a bunch of other shit happened. Mm -hmm. Prescott Bush mm -hmm. was a huge supporter of Nazi steel. Tyson Krupp. And I plan to make a video soon because I saw I thought Tyson Krupp was was gone, but apparently they're still around and making people's elevators and escalators and shit in America. So that's something I now know. Um because I, I was on the bus and I saw a Tyson Krupp truck pass us and I was what? What? <laughs> that can't be the same company. And it has like an actual pagan logo on the side. Like they, they didn't stop stealing pagan logos. Jesus. <laughs> so damn. Um, the, the, the fucking. America is infiltrated, if anything, by far off right elements. And enough conservatives have people convinced enough. That the problem is the left. That. These people won't even consider any alternatives. They think the cathedral is real, and anybody who opposes that idea is probably just with the cathedral. Even though, for all intents and purposes, I'm more against the media. I'm more against the banks. I'm more against the government and the corporations than these people are, because I'm willing to understand them and what they truly are. Um, but suddenly you, you, you say that and you're with them, even if you spend all your time opposing them because you oppose neo-reactionary language, approach, and tendencies. It's an infection. And, and, and it's why I don't get play on most shows. It's why I'm very thankful when people are willing to have me on because ultimately 
my message is stifled, not only by a social media algorithm that has not only banned me multiple times, but uh, censored me when I'm there. <laughs> but I'm also ostracized by people who are uh, ineffectual when I bring up, hey, there's another fascist who's doing fascism here. Or there's another um, pedo doing pedo things here. People don't want to hear it anymore. And instead of admitting that the, the problem is long enduring and a problem, they would rather avoid thinking that it exists because I get to be the bad guy in all fucking situations. When I went against Jocelyn Glaybach, uh, using that name got me accused of doxing, even though she uses it in her articles. Her articles on a site that used to be Reagan's favorite paper this used to be reagan's favorite paper caa crack reagan i ran <laughs> contra affair reagan massive government expense reagan warmonger reagan reagan who said government is the problem while being a government expansionist reagan <laughs> um irony human events is now owned by ian miles chong who doxes people he doesn't like it's now owned, well, sorry, not owned, uh, partially run by Ian Miles Chong. It's owned by somebody who said he was looking for feisty MAGA types. But when I brought this up in response to her supporting Trump like she always did in pretty much every scenario, even when it was undeserved or actually just bullshit, bringing this up got me called the source of hatred she was experiencing for saying that Qasem Soleimani uh was not wrongfully bombed because conquered property is legitimate wow and uh she goes by the redheaded libertarian and will block people and accuse them of being a problem to her child if they do anything against her Which um makes the rest of us redheads look bad then Right, yeah? Yeah, but, this is terrible. But she gets to be called a lot of people's like first exposure to libertarianism is her. True. And you know who she had in her banner for the longest time? People like Amash. People like Massey, Rand Paul. The conservatives have already been here for a while. Mm -hmm. Rand Paul said he's not a libertarian and mm -hmm. mocked libertarians. He said libertarians, you know, I'm not a libertarian. I'm not going to run around naked in my front yard while smoking pot or something like that. Sounds he said like that to a bunch of mean. fundamentalists <laughs> because he wanted their votes. What were you saying? I, I just said running around naked in my front yard smoking pot sounds like a fucking good time to me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so he'll and, and, and he said repeatedly, you know, I'm not a libertarian. I'm not a libertarian. But so many people just say, oh, yeah, Rand Paul, he's the libertarian senator from Kentucky. <laughs> fuck, Party fuck R -R. Yeah, right. Fuck yeah, 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 with a fucking big R by his name. <laughs> yes. Like, what is it with people named Rand? I, I posted this on Facebook and got hundreds of hate comments. What is it with people named Rand who, mm -hmm. you know, say they're not libertarian, but still get called libertarians? Ayn Rand, too. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Like, Ayn, Ayn Rand hated libertarians. She mocked libertarians. In fact, she said libertarians were were immature and their ideas had no foundation and shit like that. 
but people still <laughs> she's a libertarian <laughs> they're stealing my ideas objectivism was there first no it fucking wasn't you cunt <laughs> <laughs> but like we're not allowed to say these things we're not allowed no. to go after conservatives because the moment you do you're out of lockstep with the cato institute you're out of lockstep right. with with young americans for liberty and freedom you're 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 out of lockstep with Turning Point USA and fucking all these conservatives who lie about being libertarians until they eventually give up the ghost. Liberty Hangout being a good example of an oh, yeah. organization uh, that said they were going to infiltrate libertarianism and make it right wing. And you know, if you don't back Trump, you're not a libertarian. But then suddenly, <laughs> uh, these people start going far authoritarian right, and everybody's like. Wow, I'm shocked. <laughs> That's a good point. I uh how about this point? Uh why is there you know when you're talking about bringing up all these examples, you know, libertarianism and acknowledging the the historical fact that it came from uh the bottom left of the quadrant if we're going to use that kind of terminology. Well, why why is it taboo for someone like me who is incredibly sympathetic and empathetic to working class people, workers, people who are union members who are, you know, I guess you could say, you know, not doing as well as, you know, they would like economically or what have you or being against, you know, that you're using terms like working class or what have you like there's I have a, a great affinity for the for, for the working class because I'm in the working class and right. I, the, all of us on the podcast. Our, if we're going to use that terminology, it's it's not Marxist to have a soft spot for for workers. You know, it's not it's not something to, um, I guess, shy away from, at least. And, and from my point of view, man, that is is taboo with a lot of the people that I'm seeing on there now. Oh, it's it's certainly taboo. It's 100 percent taboo, you know, mm -hmm. but but that's exactly the problem, you know. It's exactly the problem that things are taboo like that. Instead of trying to broach the taboo of pedophiles and sexual contact with children, maybe we should start broaching the taboo of bringing back the anti-state capitalist nature of libertarianism. Murray Rothbard in the 70s was talking about this in the Left and Right Journal. He was saying that if we're to keep the term capitalist, we should distinguish it from state capitalism you know absolutely and, and when i posted that i got fucking negativity because people didn't want to admit that capitalism has always meant something different until ancaps came along mm -hmm. if you're going to call yourself ancap you're inherently inherently admitting that there is a divide between an and non-an capitalism. Mm -hmm. Well said. And if you're going to hyphenate it, admit that the hyphen is there to distinguish something. It's so irritating. And I've been here for a long time in this mentality of it's so irritating to hear from alleged libertarians that you're not allowed to be against the state because of, you know, capitalists being involved in that aspect of it oh it's it's the free market all these things are you know wonderful resources of the free market everything's free market until you have to be a libertarian about something and then 
we live in communism. Which the fuck one is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Like it's 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 belittling. It, it's it's an insult to people's intelligence. I agree. Let me, read, let, let me read what Rothbard said. If we are to keep the term capitalism at all, then we must distinguish between free market, and this was in the 70s. It's going to have some fucking words in it. Eat shit, libs. <laughs> uh, we must distinguish between free market capitalism on the one hand and state capitalism on the other. The two are as different as day and night and their nat- in their nature and consequences. Free market capitalism is a network of free and voluntary exchanges in which producers work, produce, and exchange their products for the products of others through prices voluntarily arrived at. State capitalism consists of one or more groups making use of the coercive apparatus of the government, the state, to accumulate capital for them by expropriating the production of others by force and violence. Throughout history, states have existed as instruments for organized predation and exploitation. It doesn't matter much which group of people happen to gain control of the state at any given time, whether it be oriental despots, kings, landlords, privileged merchants, army officers, or communist parties. The result is everywhere and always uh, the coercive mulching of the mass of producers. In most centuries, of course, largely the peasantry by a ruling class of dominant rulers and their higher professional bureaucracy. Generally, the state has its inception in naked banditry and conquest, after which the conquerors settle down among the subject population to exact permanent and continuing tribute in the form of taxation and to parcel out the land of the peasants in huge tracts to the conquering warlords who then proceed to extract rent. A modern paradigm is the Spanish conquest of Latin America, when the military conquest of the native Indian peasantry led to the parceling out of Indian lands to the Spanish families and the settling down of the Spaniards as a permanent ruling class over the native peasantry. That sounds like something that would get anybody called a commie these days. Yeah, truly. Truly. You're not allowed to bring up the fact that Columbus helped rape the, 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 the Tainos, murdered a significant amount of them. When I brought that up, my video is still pretty downvoted. Because I went against this cunt named Knowing Better and his stupid-ass boomer fucking video uh, <laughs> where he tried to justify Columbus. Uh, he still hasn't responded. People who said they would respond still haven't responded because they ain't got fucking shit to say. And when, when it comes down to it, this is the problem, that you're not allowed to bring these things up. You're not allowed to bring up the fact that the U.S. government started this entire country on loans. You're not allowed to do that. To, to, you're not allowed to bring up the, the Haim Solomon Freemason Dutch money that came in uh, in order to fucking fund the revolution. George Washington saying, send for Solomon. You know, you're not allowed to bring up the fact that they were still settling debts long after the revolution was over. And that's why they were crushing tax rebellions. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to bring up the fact that they were betraying treaties that they had made with the fucking natives in order to steal their land on mass in the new version of the divine right of kings. Uh, the form of manifest destiny mm-hmm. where they're conservative 
beliefs told them that these people needed to be civilized, that they were savages, and it didn't matter how many died in the name of converting them to Christianity. It didn't matter how many died in the name of putting the white man to where he should be for the white man's burden. It didn't matter that the U.S. was hugely influenced and supported by slavery. It didn't matter that whiteness itself was a construct created by the state so that they could have a cast of servants. And that's why plenty of people didn't qualify as white because they didn't have pure enough blood. It doesn't matter that this country has always been conservative and that that hasn't stopped the government from ballooning to magnitude heights. Yep. It doesn't matter that the slavery aspect wasn't abolished with the 13th Amendment, Mr. Christian Republican Abraham Lincoln. It, that didn't matter. Nope. It didn't matter that the Emancipation Proclamation didn't say what it said it said because suddenly Jim Crow laws could instate slavery in prisons and justify treating the entire country as a plantation and all of its poor as potential slaves. None of that matters. None of it matters that it's all pre predicated on the notions of class conflict that we're supposed to crush these evil progressives or end this liberalization or not be degenerates to the extent where black people were still seen as test subjects and cannon fodder when like the, the, the turn of the century, the, the previous century rolled around where <laughs> the Tuskegee syphilis experiment could happen mm -hmm. where the Tuskegee airmen were only given any sort of liberty because they helped kill people for the U.S. And then they came back home only to be treated like shit. Black Wall Street destroyed. A ton, mm -hmm. of, a ton of prosperity constantly shed on. The, the, the Philadelphia move bombing. Police brutality yep. being instated as a way to justify all of this. Mm -hmm. None of that matters. Doesn't matter that the CIA was specifically one of the, like, biggest problems for for libertarian activists because they were fighting the left the cia started to fight communism and so many libertarians are just willing to eat everything they say up and the fact is this is the disease the disease is statism but in a flavor i like i like this flavor of boot polish i'm gonna make this boot a meal <laughs> Well said. I uh, we got to wrap up here, but I want to throw it to the group uh, if they have anything to say, any questions, Christopher. If you have anything, uh, bring it up. Nope. All right. And what about you, uh, boss? I just want to thank you for coming on um, the show again, and it's always a pleasure to have you. I always Thanks. enjoy talking to you, and you know I learn a lot from you being on our show. So I appreciate you taking the time and coming on. I appreciate the platform. Not a lot of people have the balls to do it. Like maybe 15. Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't about get how many listeners we have, right? 15. Yeah, 15 and a half. <laughs> right. It's about on par, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I echo uh, what, uh, what Angel said. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and it is a learning experience every time. And we appreciate uh, the work that you do. And um, you're welcome here anytime. Um, I don't know how many times you've been on now, but I'm sure this is not going to be the last time. So uh, before we leave, if you have any plugs, 
Uh, if you have anything to direct uh, listeners to to check out, please let it go. Until I'm banned again, you can find me on Twitter at JeremiahEXE. The rest of the places you can find me at Insanity is free or uh, Smeom1362. I think that's what it is. Let me make absolutely sure. Yeah, on Discord until they ban me again because the reason they first banned me was my anti-pedo uh, server. So they, they, they accused me of inciting violence against groups. So that's fun. Um, my change.org petition to... Uh, get pedophiles off the internet and make it easier to report them uh, is nearly three years old with like 12.5 thousand signatures. Actually, 12 point. It's <laughs> we are 29 signatures away from 13,000. That's interesting. All right. Um, and still no action has been done. So if you want to share that, feel free. But either way, the general vibe I want you get is that people like me are only the villains so that other people can be the heroes of a story which shouldn't have these villains to begin with. We should be working with each other. We should have working class solidarity against the state. Mm -hmm. And the idea that it's any different is a sign that a lot of people aren't as close to the bottom as they think they are. I completely agree. Uh, well said. Um, I appreciate you again uh, coming on. Those links will be in the show notes uh, for those of you that want to check them out uh, please feel free to do so uh, in closing just a real quick shout out to our original sponsor uh, which is todd's gay soap i went over to todd's house this weekend he's putting a lot of soaps together cold press handmade soap if you feel like supporting a small business that's great and keeps you nice and clean and fights uh, swamp crotch and swamp ass in this very hot uh, disgusting humid time of the year depending on where you are Please check them out at Akron Apothecary on Etsy. The link is in the show notes, as always. I appreciate Todd and all the work that he's done. You can also see him on Instagram because this account has, or excuse me, this podcast has an account on Instagram, so you can go check him out and actually see the soap. So with that being said, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, again, thank you to Jeremiah Harding for coming on here. Absolute titan in the liberty movement, specifically uh, with uh, us uh, anarchists. And uh, we're incredibly grateful for him, uh, his friendship to the podcast, and us as individuals. Thank you once again. And thank you for the support and the platform. Anyone who wants their audience to have a worse day every day can feel free to have me on as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we love about you. And we thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. We'll be talking to you real soon. Take care. Bye. Peace. Bye.